Welcome to Tucson New Thought. Peace is born of love. That is absolutely right on. Absolutely right on. Peace is born of love. And Ernest Holmes said, I think it was in his final sermon by the sea, basically the final sermon he ever gave, he said, show me someone who is for something and against nothing, and I will show you the next Jesus. And I think it's really important that we understand that when we stand for something and against nothing, and I'll tell you, that ain't easy. Because <laughs> I find myself frequently, me, me, the spiritual giant before you, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? I find myself going to that place of standing against things. And I And it takes work for me to step away from that paradigm, to step away from thinking I have to be against this. (sighs) It's not always easy. Life Life ain't easy, but I am free to be me, living life fully and fearlessly. That's what I stand for. I stand for peace and I stand for love because if we are the expression of love, then we have to start acting like it. But that starts right here. It starts with us. How, and you're right, how do we engage and behave from the point of view of our local communities? Because it's really, I'll tell you what is easy. It's easy to go out and be in groups of people and protest and raw and carry your signs. But what are you doing the hour after that protest is over? What are you doing the next day? Are you stepping into the life you would like to experience? Or are you saying, well, that was a lovely protest, and yes, I did that. But now I'm going to go over here and in my personal life be something that is counter to what I was professing. Something to think about. Today's talk is what lies within. What lies within. And there are a couple ways that I'm going to talk about the idea of what lies within, but I'm going to start with this quote of Emerson, one of my favorite quotes of Emerson. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see that I posted this yesterday. He wrote this, what lies behind us and what lies before us are but tiny matters compared to what lies within us. What lies behind us and what lies before us are but tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So that's where we begin today with this notion. Remember who you are. Remember that core. Remember the love at the core of your beingness, right at the center of your heart space. Because that's the point from which all activity flows forth. All activity. And if we can be respectful and live in loving kindness more now than ever before, by doing the work that it takes to actually engage, not just as a nice idea, but acting in a way that is rooted in loving kindness, we will change the world. We have the capacity, uh, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 19. 19. We have the capacity, the 19 of us, thank you, to, to transform the world in this instant. Do you believe that that's true? The 19 of us right here and right now can set an intention that is so strong with love rooted in our heart that we can, tr- we can create change worldwide. Do you believe that's true? Yes. Do you believe that it's true that one of you could be so focused and so rooted in loving kindness that you alone could change the entire world? 
<laughs> Samantha did it. Why, why not you? Why not you? It is a challenging notion, right? Because we think, oh, well, I... But we're taught. We're taught to be less than. We're taught to diminish ourselves. We're taught to be humble. You know, the root of the word humble comes from the word hummus, which means the ground. It means literally to be groveling on the ground in the dirt. Is that the life you would like to lead? No. 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 I would like to lead a life of extravagance in a way that is supporting the concept of love throughout everything. Everything I encounter is rooted in love. Everything that is at the core of my being, what lies within my beingness is love. If it were not the case, I wouldn't be here. And that's the other thing to know. Irrespective of the things we see in the world, the the, the atrocities we see in the world, we are always weighted on the side of love and kindness and forward momentum and evolution. And you know why I know that? Because if that were not the case, if we were not weighted on that side of it, we would have completely destroyed ourselves right now. We would not be here. We would not exist. I believe that fully, fully. So today we begin with, Actually, the, 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 there's three threefold idea that comes to me from my previous spiritual center, and uh, the center where I became a minister. We then adopted this at the center where I served as a spiritual director for six years in Toronto, Ontario. And, uh, Toronto, Ontario, and I'm really thinking that it's time to adopt it here. And it is this notion: love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. You will hear me mention these things in my talks a lot, but I've never really talked about those three things. Love only, forgive everything, ooh, that's a big one for some people, and remember who you are. Those three things, if we root ourselves in those three notions, those three concepts, we do become that one alone in consciousness with the infinite that constitutes a complete majority. It takes work. It takes work. I have a metaphor about that work that has expressed itself to me this week. Again, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you will see I've had some work happening that I've engaged in at my home. And, you know, we had this nice idea, oh, let's paint the kitchen. <sighs> so we're repainting our kitchen. And, uh, you know, the first thing is, well, we chose a, some lovely paint colors. I'm like, oh, we're going to do this. Let's go get some paint. We're going to do it. And, but if you're going to do it right, <laughs> there's a lot that goes with that. So the first thing we had to do is we had to remove all the cabinet doors, right? And remove everything from the kitchen, which includes our refrigerator, which is now sitting in our living room, and our stove, which is now sitting in our dining room. We have, we have a completely unfunctional kitchen right now. Right? So we removed the cabinet doors, moved everything out of the kitchen, and then, but part of the issue was we had to remove the hinges from the cabinets and then also from the doors. And then, 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 then my less than loving kindness person comes out when I think to myself and express to those who are working with me, who paints hinges? <laughs> the people, people previous, painted the hinges. Yeah, don't paint hinges, please, ever. <laughs> Judgment alert. <laughs> 
Because what happens is we have, to, we have a choice to make. We're either going to remove the hinges, and uh, what do we count? There are 48 in all. 48 hinges that we have. My dad was helping me with the project. So we remove all the hinges, and then we're thinking, well, we're going to you know, soak them in a paint stripper, and we're going to go through and clean them all. And then we thought, no, it's just easier to go on the internet and buy new hinges. <laughs> so we have bought new hinges. But here's part of what happened, is as we were digging away and trying to get the paint out of the grooves of the Phillips head, screws so that we could actually get the drill in there and get the screws out so we could take the hinges off, I started thinking about all of those layers of paint. Just like all of the layers that we put upon ourselves to, in some ways, protect ourselves or to give ourselves a shiny, glossy coat to hide the things that are true underneath. Why do we hide those things? What is the love that we are hiding? What is it we are so afraid to show what is it that we are so afraid to show? I think I know what it is. It is our vulnerability. We are afraid to show our vulnerability because when we show our vulnerability, what we are saying is, I know who I am, I know who you are, and I'm willing to be whatever I need to be right here and right now. But it's scary for people. It's scary for people. Brene Brown says that your vulnerability is your strength, and I have come to believe that so deeply in my practice. So we release these excess layers of paint, decades of buildup, and I've got a few decades of buildup too that I'm still working on stripping away. What lies within, what lies underneath, what it is, is he is this magnificent, it is magnificent, but it may be something also that we need to reconsider. What lies within is love, but those decades of buildup are like scars that we have built up over our beingness so that we don't, so that we have a protection from the world. And that's what a scar is. It is, a, it is creating a layer of protection, right? because we don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be hurt. But we decide that we are going to be hurt on some level because of past ideas, past precedent. And we, we claim very strongly within this philosophy that principle is not bound by precedent. Very jargony thing to say. But what it means, it's actually troward. Principle is not bound by precedent. But what it actually means is this. There is nothing about who you are right in this moment that has anything to do with anything from your past. So if you're ready and willing to let that go and be fully present in this moment, the shift occurs. The evolutionary shift occurs. So that's getting rid of those excess layers. You know, then we have to clean all of the paint with the TSP, trisodium phosphate, spackle the holes, sand everything down, vacuum. I've vacuumed my kitchen a number of times now. Uh, and, you know, then you slap on the primer. And uh, after several days this week, we're at that point where I think we're ready to actually put paint color on the wall. So painting a new coat is lovely. It's lovely. But you have to set up the foundation for it to actually stick, for it to actually take. And that's the next part. Those people who painted over the hinges, that was easy. They slap on a coat of paint, and then I can see in the back of our cabinets where the paint chips away, because they didn't properly prepare the surface. But we also have to properly prepare our surfaces. We have to properly prepare our foundations so that when we do step forward into the world in a place that is, that is vulnerable and loving and open, 
that we are properly prepared to be expressed fully, fearlessly, right here and right now. So just like mind, our work is to create a solid foundation. It is to create a solid foundation. And what lies within this foundation is your magnificence. Your magnificence is rooted in the foundation. You can slap whatever coat of paint you want on top of it, but your foundation will always shine through, no matter what. And what's really great is you get to decide what that paint looks like as well. We did an exercise in class last week called Discovering Your God. Or, yeah, Discovering Your God. Now, those of you who are in class, don't give it away. <laughs> discovering Your God, as though God is something to be obtained and possessed. Here's the real discovering your God. Get it? Discovering you are God. That's the truth of you. Because God is simply the energy of love. God is not some thing, some person out there. God is who we are. Through this class, oh, right? We came up with all these wonderful synonyms for the attributes and the qualities of God. And we did this through the exercise, and I'm gonna give away the exercise a little bit. I invited everyone to close their eyes and imagine that they were having lunch with a really close friend. And that as you're having your lunch or coffee or however you chose to be with that really close friend, what were the feelings and the qualities and the attributes of that relationship, of that person that came up? That's what we came up with last week. Expanded, compassionate, celebration, peace, empowering, sense of humor, grounding, love, acceptance, home, satisfaction, joy, seen, equality, understood, connected, kindness. This is the truth of God. This is the truth of God. God is an interpersonal relationship you have with yourself. And if you can begin to root yourself in these ideas as the relationship with yourself, that you are expanded and compassionate, living life in celebration and empowering. If you have a sense of humor, we need a sense of humor. I, I love having a sense of humor. One of the big ones for me is equality, because when I know who I am, when I remember who I am, and I know it about every single person I encounter, there can be nothing but equality within that. To know who you are is the great equalizer. So that's what we came up with, and I thought it was so beautiful. So beautiful. Now, discovering you are God, you notice the difference there. Yeah. We have set up, and, uh, we have set it up so that what we need to truly understand is this. You are greatness on demand. That's what God is. Greatness on demand. That's who you are. So are you ready to celebrate that today? Are you ready to truly embody that today? Because that's truly what lies within. Greatness on demand. It is fully available to you always, right in this moment and in this moment and in this moment.
Thank you for listening. Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.